Hola, you're listening to Las Chicas del Crime, a podcast where tres amigas sit down and talk all things true crime for Hispanic and American crimes. I'm Osa. I'm Kat. And I'm Jen. Y somos Las Chicas del Crime. Whoa, whoa. Hello, ladies. Today I'm going to be presenting you guys a case from Mexico. And the case is of La Mata Viejitas. La Mata Viejitas was born Juana Barranza Cepedio, a.k.a. La Dama del Silencio, a.k.a. La Mata Viejitas. She was born on December... <laughs> That's your a.k.a. after a.k.a. Hey, 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 Matadora hey. de Viejitas, bro. <laughs> Just the name, right? It blends in, you guys. It all comes together at the end. Why are you killing La Viejitas, yo? Oh my no, God. literally, <laughs> literally. Um, she was born on December 27, 1957 in Aposoyucan, Mexico. And no, we don't have a map. Sorry. Um, she later on moved to somewhere <laughs> I know in Mexico so we can talk about that. <laughs> I'm just going to buy a big Mexican <laughs> map that I could be like, oh, north, south. West. So, <laughs> so this is really funny right now, you guys, because I'm I'm the one who's like, okay, that is here in North of here, <laughs> and it's by this point. <laughs> so that's why Osa just made that comment. Okay? And I know Kat's gonna come up with her with her and be like, oh, it is. This is the coordinates for that city, and I'm just gonna be like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god personally oh. attacked but she's not lying though it's literally crying right now <laughs> it's, it's you it's in your it's in your veins you do this <laughs> oh my god I go know. on i can't get to my mom's house without a gps so <laughs> that's a lot about me and she's not lying Yo. bro but didn't she <laughs> used to live there <laughs> all right calm down jen let's calm down <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and I live seven minutes away from her too. Oh my god! Um, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in La Mataviejitas' early life, um, she when she was born, her father left her mom and her, and took her older brother. Her mom was an alcoholic and would neglect Juana and mentally, and physically abuse her. Her mom didn't allow Juana to go to school. She didn't allow her to learn how to read and write. Actually, Juana didn't learn how to read and write until she was in prison. Um, when Juana was 13, her mother took her to a party. And once drunk, she sold her to a man for three beers. At first, that's it. That's it three three beers. beers. Three beers. At first, Juana... Um, thought <laughs> she was playing, but then Were she was like, no, no. Corona beer? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, she couldn't even ask for food, just beer. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, no, who also oh. got sold for beer? Who? Charles Man- Charlie Manson. Oh, for real? Yeah, he got sold well, that for a picture of beer. Yeah, which just that. everything, everything comes together at the end. They're all in hell sharing those stories. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when her mom left her at that man's house that same night she was tied up and raped and was left pregnant um yeah she was with that man for five years and all through the all the five years and even while pregnant she was abused she was sexually abused she was physically abused she was obviously mentally and emotionally abused and then her stepdad came and saved juana because that's when he found out that her mom had left her for some years he thought that she had run away because that's what her mom had told them at the house. After she was picked up or saved by her stepdad. Yes, for her stepdad. She loved right. her. That was the only person that actually, like, cared for her. Shout out to my stepdad. Shout my out. <laughs> I don't got a stepdad. I got a, I got a papa. <laughs> Pop. But, you know, for their. Shout um, out to the real daddies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so then she, right after that happened and she was brought back to the house, her mother died from like, I don't, I, it's, it, they said it, but in Spanish is like a weird word. So when they, like, I didn't, I couldn't even translate it in English, but it's whatever Bro. you get when you, um, when you drink too much. I relate. I relate. In Borracha, oh. like. Uh, cirrhosis yes that's what it is oh there we go jim my grandfather died from that my grandfather died so r.i.p yeah i I, I never met him but oh okay you know seems like alcoholic uh hispanics like alcohol (laughs) i didn't realize you were asking about like something that happens to someone like sick wise (laughs) i'm over here like (laughs) emborrachada Clearly, I like to drink. Okay. Don't we all? (laughs) I don't, but I'll just pretend. Continue. Uh, Yes, please. God. So, um, after her mom died, well, I just said, um, right after she came back, her mom passed away, and Juana, like, she refused to go to the funeral. She didn't, she said it. She's like, nothing, I didn't care for my mom dying. Soon after her mom's death, she decided to go to Mexico City. Do not blame her at all. Her mom was a real piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, She moved to Mexico City, and that's where I'm from. Hey, shout out to your hometown. And that is in the center of Mexico. (laughs) Not too north, not too south, just right in the center is Mexico City. So, I knew that. So... Then later on, Juana moved to Mexico City, and she got married and divorced twice. One of her husband was abusive, and the other one was regular, but he wanted her to, like, cook for him at 5 in the morning. She was like, uh-uh, honey, I'm not doing that. Um, she had two kids with each husband, and, you know, being then she had five because she had the other kid from her rape. And she had a lot of kids. She had a lot of kids. And actually, Ooh, loosey-goosey. Sorry. <laughs> they keep saying that she um that she was a really good mom. Ah, por, por lo menos. Yeah, that she was a very good and responsible mom. Okay. So good. A viejita's a good mom, Fabian. I mean well, at, least, not, yeah, at, at least. least that. While be, yeah. while she was being a single mom, she tried like she was working as a chocolate in a chocolate factory, but she didn't like it. So then she became like self employed. And became a snack vendor working outside of arenas, wrestling what kind arenas. Of snacks she was selling. 
She was selling popcorn, actually. I know, the good snack. Damn, I want some popcorn now. Ooh, I got some kettle corn. <clears throat> Hopefully when like we finish recording, not too late for popcorn. Ooh, we'll see. Never too late. Popcorn. You're okay. right. You're right. I do love me some popcorn. Um, and Can't relate. <laughs> I do not like popcorn like that anymore. I used to. I really did. But now... I'm not gonna lie. Even touch me. I can't. You got popcorn out. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I used to eat popcorn a lot. I remember growing up in Colombia, going to the circus. Don't slander me because I went to the circus. I went to the circus, and <laughs> I used to always eat popcorn. Like my father used to buy me, and I enjoyed it. And even like, remember when we used to go to the movies also growing up. I used to eat yeah. popcorn there. No, but I. I'm not gonna lie. They're overpriced as, as fuck. But I will always buy me some popcorn at the movies. Like, I, you know, I don't like to go out on dates to the movies because I think, unless I already am with somebody, because I feel like first dates to the movies are stupid as fuck. Like, (laughs) I'm trying to get to know you, not watch a fucking movie. If I wanted to watch a movie, I would have stayed home. But that's more here or there. Um, I always, like, if I go with a little boo thing, I have him pay for the... (laughs) for the tickets and then I pay for the popcorn but really he's getting finesse because he don't probably don't even really like popcorn it's just all for <laughs> moi so it's oh what I done she got this down to a science wait but also you just gave the game you just gave free damn play, you really did you really man did. oh unfortunately the men that I like and that like me do not listen to true crime <laughs> They are oh, the okay, so then you need to reconsider <laughs> oh that. Oh my god! Wait, <laughs> how how bad would it be if we use their their story? So, Actually, I oh my god, we could talk about that. Um, I have one <laughs> ex boyfriend who's in prison for Not killing right somebody. <laughs> no, real, yeah, he kills. He was in a gang and he killed somebody. Oh my oh, god. Oh And actually I've been wanting to write him to see if I can get like a little juicy information of where his head at, like can he sleep at night <laughs> after he killed somebody or like what? Um, but I don't know because I feel like those are, you know, I'm I'm pushing the waters if like I'm writing my ex boyfriend because at the end of the day that's my I was his ex girlfriend, like it was me, then he had like one another girlfriend right after me, and then he went to like jail prison for the rest of his life. So I feel oh, like, wow. you know, he might a lot of emotions might get turned up. So, I don't know. We're trying to go back there. So No, we're not. We're ex. moving on. Are you <laughs> fucked up in there or no? <laughs> Let me know. Can you sleep? Can you sleep at night? That's what I want to know. Do you have do nightmares? You need, do you need commissary? <laughs> Tell your mom. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? I need to do that key killed. Wait, you knew him? Yeah. Like, I wasn't wow. cool with him or nothing, but, like, I we went to school together. I knew who he was. Yeah, sad story. But anyways, back to Juan. So she was selling popcorn outside. Right, right. She she would have gotten my money, okay? <laughs> what, um, what, what arenas was she out, outside of, though? She was outside of wrestling arenas. And oh. that is when her interest went up of being a wrestler just like me. yes i i was i really feel like i believe that i actually still believe had i stayed in mexico i probably would have became a wrestler you guys she's not not lying she's really not lying like 
growing up, every any time I would be over at Osatov's, there would be a wrestling match on TV. It didn't matter whether it was Mexican wrestling, WWE, like it was some wrestling on TV. Always. And she knew every wrestler, so she's not every lying. One. Yeah. Is this why you like to fight, bro? <laughs> that, no, I'm just violent by association. <laughs> so she was selling the popcorn outside the wrestling arena. And then she actually became a wrestler. Oh. And that's why she's also known as La Dama del Silencio, which is the Lady of the Silence. That was her wrestling game uh, name. Oh, she loved being a wrestler because it made good money, and she was able to let all her anger out from like her childhood. But unfortunately, in a in a wrestling match, she was injured, and she was told by her doctor that if she was like to keep wrestling, she would then end up in a wheelchair because she injured her back really bad. Dang. Right when this happened, like, she is taken away from, like, the ring. Her oldest son, the one that was conceived by rape, um, was killed in a burglary in Mexico City. Oh, So wow. then, like, she, like, kind of, like, she kind of, like, started <clears throat> being a little more angry than usual. And at that time, because she couldn't do the wrestling and nothing else really paid enough for four kids, she started to commit armed robbery with a toy gun. So she would just rob people <laughs> with a toy gun. <laughs> I know, but... Give me all your money! Even though this gun is not real. <laughs> oh, fucking water gun. You or not, right, or a wet tube. A little Nerf gun. <laughs> you got... Imagine she ran out of dark. <laughs> what you gonna do then? Oh my god. Mm. She that didn't didn't help her cause because I mean I mean people don't just carry around a bunch of dollar money, pesos in Mexico. So then she moved to home invasions. And okay. in nineteen ninety-eight is when she started killing elder ladies. Nice. Um she will act like she was either a nurse or a social service um, worker. And she would, like, get their trust and go into their house. And at first, she was just stealing from them. But then one of them disrespected her. And she remind- it reminded her of her mom. So she killed the lady. Wow. I know. Um. At first, the deaths weren't weren't really being caught on to because, like, yeah, elder people were being killed, but they were home invasions. So a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's just a robbery went wrong, went wrong." But mm-hmm. it really it was the the killing that she was there for. She said that the first time she killed the lady, like I said, it was she was robbing her and she disrespected her, so she killed her. And when she put, she will grab anything around her, either like cords, cable cords, or in Mexico, older lady were stalking all the time, stockings all the time. So she will kill them with stockings, anything that was like at her hand at the lady's house. Wow, and he did not reach. That's crazy. Yes, yes, pretty much. And 
she anything of reach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I lost my place in my <laughs> notes, ladies. It's like this. I did it in this color, and the pink is like really light, so I kind of like it. Kind of yeah. So the first time she killed, she said that when she put the cord around her victim's neck, she had an orgasm. And that's why oh. one of the reasons she kept killing. The fuck? Wow. The yeah. fuck? Wow. Yeah. yeah. It it's crazy. Once they started realizing that it was the like I said, the other ladies were being killed, that it was more than home robberies. The the police, you know, brought out like, hey, you know, if they sent out a notice and it was like, Hey, you have an older lady at you know, at home by herself, please like check up on her, make sure that She's not home alone as much because there's somebody going around killing. So at first, the few people that like when they went to canvas the neighborhoods of the already victims, they a lot of people thought that it was a guy. And then because they the the guy, even though it looked like a guy, according to them, it was dressed like a woman. So they thought it was a transvestite or a gay guy. But then um yeah wow. yeah they were way off the trail because juana, she had them full very full but juana is kind of manly looking like she has like a little short hair and she is like kind of not not chubby but she's like like you know strong you know, she was a wrestler she was strong Mm-hmm. She was just a little stubby, just a little, mm-mm, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a strong lady. She was a strong yeah. elder lady. Strong, very strong. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, by um, by in by August two thousand and four, there have been sixteen victims. The sixteen, but, sixteen, but. Nothing was ever linked back to Juana because there were only partial fingerprints and they couldn't be ran against anything because she didn't have a record. Oh, little bitch is getting away. Oh, yeah. And even though they had like very similar uh, victimology, the police refused to say there was an, like a serial killer on the loose. Especially because before this, which is uh, 2004, there had not been a serial killer in Mexico since 1942. Damn. Damn. Wow. Yeah. So then in one of her victim's homes, the, after she was the victim was found, they went in and started looking around. And they found a, a sanitary pad. And they were they were asking the family and the friends if anybody had came that was on, excuse me, on their period, and everybody obviously said no. So then that's when they realized that it was a woman that was killing the ladies. Wow, how you gonna leave that behind though? Like, right? Like I feel like we'll take it with you. Wow, I know you got a bag, <laughs> but I'm saying like you can't. Why? Or uh-huh. don't change it. At exactly. Like, don't you know do it. Like, there. You're leaving a bunch of evidence behind. Hella evidence. A bunch. She like DNA. Biological. Like, that's the easiest way to get caught. That's the easiest way to get caught. Yeah. 
But unfortunately, like I said, didn't have nothing to run to run her blood or anything against because she was. She not was in just any... getting lucky. Mm-hmm. Then she lucky. Then, um, they actually started like being stronger on like looking out for her because in less than one year, she killed nine old ladies from September to February. So like in like five months, she killed yeah. nine older ladies. That was nine in addition to the sixteen she had already she killed. Was crying. Oh yeah, she, was crying. she has like yeah. she, she she killed like forty three ladies. Fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. So we'll get to it. Um. Wow. When all of this is going on, due to all the victims that were appearing, the police force made a like a task of officers that were watching parks, churches, the like the markets. And they were in plain clothes to make sure, like, the older ladies that were going around, like, they frequent, like, they were all spread out in places that the other ladies were frequenting. Oh, yes, for that. And within those, like, because, like I said, like, security pretty much got so heavy that Juana stopped killing for four months. Mm. And then, for one other reason, like, they didn't stop this, but they thought that because she had stopped killing that she had killed herself or she had been killed. So they started running her prints against like all of the people that were coming into the mortuaries, but oh. nothing was found. And like I said, she was like laying low for four months, for four months. Then she killed two more elder women before she got caught. Wow. Wow. What kind of shit? What kind of shit? I know. Yeah. She was just out here slaying these old ladies. Yes. I'm taking all your retirement money. I'm taking money. all your retirement money. Bro, like she was, it was crazy. Then her last victim, she strangled her because Juana came in and told her that she would do like chores around her house for some money. And the lady told her that, you know, that was fine. And she was, she wanted Juana to wash 12 items of clothes for 22 pesos which is not even a dollar oh so, geez. I could see why Juana was a little upset <laughs> she <laughs> felt tried <laughs> like, yeah and she um she she told her that she was like hey like I think that's like you know too low of a payment and then the older lady was like oh um you want to get paid entirely too much just for being a maid so, you know, Juana felt a little oh. bit respected and beat up the old lady and killed her. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Then as she was fleeing the scene, the ladies, the old lady's tenant was coming in and she saw like the, you know, Juana was looking kind of funny and she was like, whatever. And he went inside and saw his landlord dead. So he ran after Juana. And oh yeah, and I it just happened that right when she, like he ran after her, there was like a police a police officer like well two police officers in a in a car driving by, and he called them, and that's when she got arrested. Damn, they damn. they knew it was her because while like the police was working on all of this, she had. A couple sketches made off of her, and then she, there was this three D sculpture that was made like really early into the like killings. And I, I honestly, I don't know how it was so 
um, like done so well because I'm gonna send it to you guys, and they kind of they did really good for how early it was back in the yeah. day. What year was this again? Nineteen. The, well, the killing started in nineteen like ninety eight, but then this oh, was like okay. two thousand when when they started wow. posting all this. It was two thousand and three. That is really good. Damn. Yeah, and you know Damn. what? And the lady that did the actual 3D sculpture, she talked about how, like, she went to her superior and was like, hey, you know, I think we should do a 3D sculpture. And he was like, no, that's outdated. Nobody does that anymore. So she went and bought clay on her own and did it on her own. And then, like, when once, like, you know, Juana got caught and she was called the Mataviejitas, when they were on the on the TV, like on all like all the reporters and stuff on the news, they were like, "Bro, like that, it's crazy because nobody even wanted to stand behind the lady with the sculpture." Right, she snaps did for it. her because mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. knew what she was doing. Yeah, yep, she showed yes. it. And you know what, you guys, that it's so crazy because growing up, I definitely remember hearing about this. I was already in America. I had been here for a year. So, like, we still listened to, like, Mexican news and stuff because, you know, it kind of kept us back home. And, like, I remember, like, how, like, I I clearly remember La Mata Viejitas being named in in a lot, like, everywhere. And um, my grandma, who is now dead she was around that age like she was around the age of the victimology like the victims that she was picking she was Ooh. yeah she was like 60 something and she she pretty much lived on her own but she didn't go out so we weren't too worried but you know we were still worried because it was in Mexico City and that's where my grandma was at and she was an older lady and she was on her own and yeah so this one kind of hit home yeah literally. and this matadora is going around taking advantage of all that photos right like, i'll be worried about my grandma for too. real right for real so Ridiculous. when she gets arrested Ridiculous. crazy crazy lady when she was in the car detained the officer said she looked very calm but then she confessed that the reason she did it, it was because she literally hated older women because it reminded them, it reminded her of her mom. And she also disliked them because she didn't like being mistreated by them because a lot of them felt like they were better than her because they had money and she didn't. Oh, okay. And I like, she said it like there's, hella interviews from when she first gets arrested on like her speaking about it like her like you know giving her confession and then like a couple months later and then until today she she recanted it and she was like no I didn't do it I didn't commit those murders yeah like she dead ass was like no but they have your fingerprint oh we'll get and your blood and your your menstrual pad you left behind. Susia. Yeah, Susia. (laughs) Okay. Even though it is believed that she killed around, like I said, 48 women, but she was only connected to 70 kills because of the the few fingerprints she left behind. And 12 robberies. But I think the robberies are kind of connected to the kills. Um, That's still... 
Oh, yeah. she's able to get no, away that's, with it. Like, that's wow. a whole bunch. Like, and that, and then, like, they kind of just, once they saw, like, the victimology and stuff, they put all of the the ladies that were strangled in a robbery together, and I think that's how they came up with the 48. Because, like I said, she got started killing in, like, 19, uh, 1998. Mm-hmm. And she didn't get caught until 2004. And then just in those five months, she killed nine women. So, you know. Yeah, she was she hot. Killed. She was, she was yeah. hot with them killing. She sure was. Well, I'm blushing out. I'm just stuck on the fact that she said she orgasmed the first time she strangled. Really? I know. And I think think it just has to do with the fact that she thought of her mom and, like, she hated her mom so much. And the fact that she was, I don't, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. She was just real fucked up in the head. We just want to say that. You know? Yeah, I think so, too. We don't need to get into the psychology. We don't need to get into the psychology of it all. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Till today, she um is the person who has been sentenced the longest sentence in Mexico, which was a sentence of seven hundred and nine years and seventeen days. What is the point of all that? What is the wow. point of all that? <laughs> well, right, like at that point, no, we get it. You're so, saying, go ahead. Hold, on, I'm gonna tell you seventeen because. You just you make any point. We get it. Well, I guess that's still a lot. But like so in Mexico, the way that (laughs) Mexico Mexico prison, at least in Mexico City, the men prisons that I know, um, they the way they run is like one day it counts as two days of your sentence. Oh. So if she gets two years, she only has to do one because even if she does the full two years, and that's like, you know, nobody does the full years with good behavior and stuff. But if she was to, like, let's say you have to do your full years, you do two years, you get out in one because one day counts as two. Interesting. Interesting. Well, still, she had, like, 400 and something, so she okay. was right. She was like, 700. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, she was still, oh, like, you were- 700. <laughs> so it, she would have been in there for 300 years. And, um, you know, she was, and she, I saw an actual interview of her, and she was like, I mean, they sentenced me to all those years, but who lives that long? And, like, she laughs about it, but, like, where you're still in prison. Damn! <laughs> right! Um, you little psycho. She's crazy. She's she, she crazy. She's little, yeah, she, she crazy. And in prison, she's been married to a guy prisoner because, so, once again, the way the Mexicans prison run is, first of all, you could have conjural visits even if you're not married. No. No. Oh. Yeah. And oh. oh. And um also they'll bring like men and women from other prison like they'll bring women to the men's prison that are looking for boyfriends. So then you have a boyfriend in another prison and then you could go visit him once a, once a week when they go do the the little rounds. I don't I don't know why that even works like what that, but fuck? it does. What the fuck? I never heard yeah, of that so before. Wow. I never heard of that before. I know it's crazy. I, but I think it's because look, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, all like pro prisoners, but bro, Mexican prisons are fucking shitty as fuck. First of all, they don't they don't give you food. You have to if you don't have money for food, then you're fucked. You don't eat. Wow. Then wow. there is 
at least like 50 people per cell. What? And what? yes. Per and, cell? Yes. And there are men who are called um, Batman. That's what they're called. They're called Murcielagos because they have to sleep standing up. <laughs> Oh, wow. And only, like, big dogs, head honchos, get beds. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Talk about real, um, not intimidation, but, like, standing your ground, like, this right. my bed. This, you oh. stand up and sleep. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. People who, you know, they have the toilets in the, in their in their cells, so some of them sleep sitting down in the toilet. I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they rotate, because, you know, that's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> but there's obviously people that sleep on the floor. Um, like I said, they don't give them three three meals a day, like here. Bitch, you got no money. And, and then they also allow your family to bring you food. Wow. So, like, wow. if sure, at least your family has enough money and time to come see you every time, like, let's say every week, they could bring you food for a whole week, but a lot of people don't even got that. And prisons are really far, just like here, they're really far in Mexico. A lot of people in Mexico don't have cars, so they have, to, it's like a long way. It's, it's a whole journey to get Yeah. There. So it's, you it's really harsh. gotta be, yeah. You gotta be down for that person a lot. Um, but I mean, but I'm not saying like, oh, you know, I don't think it's a great idea. I just could maybe see why, because they're probably like kind of balancing out all the other shitty conditions they live in. I don't know. That's what I think. Hmm. Um, hmm. Oh, bringing the women in balances out. Okay, I see what you're saying. I mean, they don't balance wow. it out, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they have a little bit more of things to do, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a... their lame attempt to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to give them something. So, okay. Right. But, right. Wow. Um, They're wild. Very wild. She has a small gang. She has three ladies that don't never leave her side. Um, because just like kind of here, there's like a hierarchy and she's the highest because of what she did because she's killed so many people. Most women in there are there for like drug deal, like, you know what I'm saying? Being mules and stuff, not maybe killing one man, but she's killed the most people. So she's la patrona. She's la patrona. See, si. big boss. There we go. Um, and she, well, like I said, she has a small gang and she has had small businesses and once again, like I said, um, you kind of got to fend for yourself. So you could the people that sell food is people who are locked up. It's not even like you a vendor that goes out of, like, from the outside to the end and, and sells food. They sell food. Um, like, if you're a prisoner and you have enough money to start your own business, you can start your own business. And in the prison. In the prison, yeah. Like, it, you know, usually it's food business. Some people, like, when you go to visitation, the chairs and um, and tables are owned by prisoners, and then they you rent them out. If somebody goes to see you and you want to sit there for, you know, a whole day, you got to pay a certain money so you can sit there. And there's people that, that are owners of those. Like I said, there's people that sell food. There's people that sell candy. So... That's what she does. She has a couple of businesses, wow. and right now she has a um a food business. She sells food, and apparently she is a very good cook, from what I read. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Well, I mean, I will, I will hope so. She had five kids. <laughs> <laughs> she got to cook, You're right? You're right. <laughs> Ain't no McDonald's. Bitch. You are. 
Because <laughs> there was definitely no McDonald money. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, um, and in her latest interview, she actually believes that she's going to get out of prison. She says that her spirit what? is free. She might be in prison physically, but her spirit is free and she will be free soon enough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I think it's because she's like really big on like, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And I'm just like, yeah, you did. Lighting. Well, right. <laughs> you did. So right. you're right. not getting out. So I, a uh, little bit of a, it was funny when I was doing my, re- my, my, research for her after she I just thought it was it kind of didn't matter um it kind of matters to me though but anyways <laughs> after she um was you know was not wrestling anymore she actually became a manager for wrestlers and one of the manager one of the wrestlers she managed was my favorite wrestler La Parca and I thought that was pretty cool hmm. really that is yeah. interesting that is interesting That's a- Nice little yeah. tidbit fun fact. Yeah. I know, tidbit fun fact. I know, I went like, like I said, I remember a couple stuff from when I was young, but I did not know she was a wrestler. Like, I did not know. She wasn't a, a big wrestler, so I didn't know her as, like, she only wrestled in, like, really small arenas, so I only knew, like, well, the actually wrestler that came out on TV. And... She was on oh, she, she, yeah, oh, she, she was she on like the NXT. She like the NXT. She was on like the NXT. She was on 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 the NXT. She was like the NXT. She was on 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 the NXT. She was once I saw the interview with her, they asked her who was the most famous um, wrestler she had managed. And at first, she said another guy. His name is Latin Lover. And like, if of you know, course. Her, you know, oh, of course. Know Definitely. <laughs> and then he was like, and also La Parca. And I was wow. like, oh, no. Yeah, so it was it was fun for me to research it because I could uh, relate a little bit. Interesting. Yeah, you did. That was yeah. a nice one. Good yeah. case. Very interesting. Thank Very interesting. You, Thank you, lady. I know it's in, and it's been studied a lot, but I didn't find like really good documentaries on it. Like I had to watch a couple to like pick the one I was I was gonna get my information out of. Like there was this one lady, she did one and. I don't know if it was like her first time, kind of like me, but I was like, oh, wait a minute. I can't get my information from here. <laughs> so I got my information from like the actually Discovery ID channel in Spanish or in Mexico. And that's where I got it from. And then Wikipedia helped with like little dates and stuff. Mm. So like, that's, that's what helped. That's where I saw. So I can't even, there's some, uh, actually, there is a book called La Mata Viejita. <laughs> which I feel like there's nothing that much interesting for me to read that book like there's no crime scenes or anything so there's nothing I can you know look into and yeah that was my case okay. lady delicious of you good hey. killer thank you thank you good case good case good case good case bueno 
chicas, guys, keep listening to us. Listen to us next time. Stay tuned for our next episode. Bye. Adios. Adios. Thank you for listening to La Chicas del Crime. We hope you join us next time for another episode full of crime y chisme. Give us a follow on all our socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, which we will list in the description of the episode. Please also rate our show and leave us a review as this helps bring awareness to our podcast. We appreciate it. Gracias. Mm-hmm.